0: Good evening, Rabbi Rabbi Say, and we are beginning this evening, by ashem Hashem, a new Cheshben, Cheshben number 18, 18 of 30. So we're past the halfway mark now, and, uh, and certainly we have been enriched with different contemplations that Chavis has uh, has given over to us, has... Uh, strengthened us, has empowered us to have things that you can think about to really improve our Avedis Hashem. That's what it is, as we explained at the outset, these cheshben and here are not like, oh, let's see, am I doing the right thing or not? But they're different contemplations that we make an accounting and see how we could be better, and in different situations, what we should be thinking about when that arises. And particularly, we could see it sort of as Hashkar uh, uh, Chapratis, the uh, Hu orchestrating it. That when a person gets to this particular situation and he's faced with either a challenge or something good, one of the things that Hashem wants from him is to make this contemplation. So, Vashmaina Aser, number 18, Chesh bin Ha'adam im Nafshay. The person's Counting with himself, When a person feels himself full of pride, full of haughtiness, greatness, perhaps because he's accomplished a lot, perhaps he's uh, he finds himself in a uh, in, in a great financial situation. He had a windfall. He made a lot of money. Perhaps he's he's uh, he's expanded his. his net worth, or the more, uh, even the extreme ambitions that a person may seek to have in this world. And he starts thinking, ah, that new yacht I'm going to have, even if it's not that extreme, but things that would make a person feel that he's in a much better footing Person thinks he's at a higher echelon of society because of his financial status. Doesn't have to be monetarily. It could even be something that he accomplished great. He uh, he invented something new, or he did something that gets him the praise of others. When this happens, says the of HaBayis, a person should make a chesh avish at a time when he feels himself full of pride. When he finds himself that he's. He uh, feels a little bit floating on the clouds, so he should make a husband But who? What should that husband be? But who she is benin, First, he has to put things into perspective and let him think about and delve into his his worth. Er-koy. what is he really worth, Babria, in terms of his self worth in? <laughs> el-yeinim Ma means there are creatures that are way above us and there are creatures below us the el that's like the, the malachim, the angels on high and certainly they are way greater than us in terms of anything spirituality any height spirituality that they could attain way beyond, light years beyond us. So that itself should be a, a humbling thought. And if we look at the, the animal kingdom, in terms of any uh, physical strength, they're also, they surpass us in, in a great way. In terms of strength, in terms of speed, what a, what a human being has to contribute is the brains, and to fight the Yetzirah. Animals don't have the brains, they don't have the intellect that a human being has, and Malachim don't have the Yetzirah that a person has. So we're a blend between Malachim and animals. And if we utilize them both, then there's what to feel good about, there's what to to uh, to claim greatness that a person has achieved. The, certainly the uh, Man, who is the pinnacle of creation ultimately. However, when he starts thinking about, well, I did this great thing, what are we compared to angels? What are we compared to animals? And we'll realize, both in a qualitative and a quantitative state, that we're really much smaller than these other creatures, these other creations of Hashem. I'm ready to explain this in Sharak Niyah, which we learned together about what thoughts give us humility. Now he says, So first we just have to just think about, put it in perspective, where the human being is in terms of the, the greater chain of, the, of greatness in this world. Via stargalacha kach, one should contemplate, look with a discerning, mindful eye. B'ma shechilek haberim in ha gedulah adam, that indeed, Hakadosh did dispense a certain greatness to man. Shehishlitoi b'minei achayim v'atzmachim v'hamutzoi. And really, in terms of the creation in this world. Even though we are certainly not as great as the angels, and in terms of brute strength and quickness, swiftness to fly, to soar, to run, we don't have that advantage over the animals. They certainly have a a greater capacity than we have. However, Hashem did give us control through our intellect, and we're able to figure out how to do it. Hashem David give us control over miniachayim, the animal kingdom, vahatzmachim, things that grow, the all inanimate objects, or whether they're precious pearls and that we can dig up and mine, get from the sea, and that is within the control of of a person. K'mayishikasim, and he quotes an interesting pasuk, and we're going to spend a few minutes just trying to develop this pasuk and the interpretation of the Vilna Gain. The is in, in Perik Ches Tehillim. But the Pasuk actually begins before this Pasuk that he quotes, Mo'enoish What is man that he should be remembered, that he should be counted. In other words, we have to put into perspective who we are and the the uh, be, being careful we should not encroach on becoming arrogant. And and one way of doing that is by realizing that Hashem has given you control over your handiwork. Hashem, you created the world and you gave mankind, you gave a human being the ability to tam to be Moshe, to rule over, and you placed everything under his feet. Very interesting pasuk. What is David Amalek trying to convey over here to us? One message: Hashem, you have given control, you have given dominion, over your handiwork. You have placed everything under his feet. Placed everything under our feet. What does that be supposed to mean? So listen to the pshat that the Vilna Gaon said. The Gemara tells us, in the end of Brachas Sama Beis." Nowadays, when we come to shul, so we have the fifteen brachas we call the Birchas Hashachar. I and then we thank Hashem for opening our eyes. Allowing us to stretch out. Allowing us to walk. But the Gemara tells us that really, that those brokers were said piecemeal. That every time, every morning when we hear the rooster crow, then we say the Baruch HaShem gave us the wisdom to be able to distinguish the wisdom to the rooster, the wisdom to us to understand there's a difference between day and night. Then the Gemara says Kiposach Eino, when a person opens his eyes is able to see Lema, he says, Baruch Pakeach We give a to HaShem that he opens up those who are blind, he opens up and gives sight to those who are blind. Really? We're blind all the time and Hashem allows us to see. Ki toritz When a person then is able to sit up in his bed, Baruch matir Asurim, who unchains those who are bound. The people are not able to get out of bed. They're physically too weak. Or they're ill, they can't get out, they can't get out of bed. person is able to sit up in his bed. That warrants a bracha. matirasur Kilovish when he's able to put on clothing, leima baruch malbish makes a bracha, malbish who clothes those who are naked. Kizokif when he is able to stand up and stretch, he says baruch zahekev kifufim, who strains out those who are bent. Ki when a person puts his feet on the ground, you make a bracha, reikahor etzala When he starts to walk, what bracha? And then the Gemara says, When he puts on shoes, he makes the bracha, When a person dons shoes, he makes this bracha, that he takes care of all of my needs. As a matter of fact, the only Gaon is what is, of the opinion, likely, that on Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, those two days, we don't make this bracha. Because those are days we don't wear shoes. So, the the, the way it was in the Gemara nowadays, we, we just put all the uh, brachas together. But it was done with an understanding. A person opens his eyes, that's understandable. He starts to walk, who prepares the, the steps of man. When a person puts on shoes, he makes this bracha Sha'as kolsarki Why? It's such an all-encompassing bracha. Why does it get that bracha for shoes? Says the Vilna like this. Shoes, typically, are made from animal skin. They're made from leather, which is from the hide of animals. Because we can't wear leather shoes on Yom Kippur and Tishibab, therefore we don't wear them. If we says don't make that bro, the fact that we can make shoes out of the hides of animals that shows not only do we does man have the ability and is granted the the license to control animals for our own purposes for what we need them for, and a person could slaughter an animal and eat the meat, and not only that he could take the hide of the animal and manufacture it to be shoes for him to wear. When a person puts on shoes and he steps down, even from an emotional standpoint, when, when you step on something, it shows full control. You know, we use it almost in a uh, statistic way, you know, I'll just step on that person. That's just, it's an expression of showing full control over somebody else but when we actually take the hide of the animal turn it into shoes and we put on those shoes and we step on the ground we step onto the to the animal as it were that shows full control and power over the animal that shows that God allows for man to have control over the animal kingdom and over the plant life, says the Vilni that this pusik shows the rulership that man has over everything. He says you can chuck the animal, eat its flesh, and then skin it, take its hide, and make shoes. He says, and when we step on those shoes, when we put the, put the shoes on, and we step down on the ground... That that feeling tells us, wow, I'm in control of this creation. I'm in control of the world. Look, I can control. I have dominion over the animal kingdom. At that moment, says the Vilna Gain, we better do something on a daily basis. We better do something to give us a humbling experience, to show who's really in control. And that's our Baruch Hu. So when we put on our shoes and we say, Wow, I'm stepping on this animal that I was able to be control over and kill it and take its hide and make shoes, at that moment we say, Shaos Ali Kolt Hashem has given me everything that I need. It's not me. Don't I shouldn't think, oh, I'm the great person in the creation. Shaosali Koltsarki. And therefore this pasik, says the Vilna Gain, that's what this Pasik is all about. Hashem, you gave man control over your handiwork. and you placed everything under his feet. Placing everything under his feet is a is a way of showing that Hashem did give us dominion and control over things in this world. To be able to utilize it, to be able to serve Hashem properly. But it could and it can have. The, also the ability that a person will get a little bit haughty over that. And they'll feel he is really in control. He's in the driver's seat. Especially that he's able to have such control over the animal kingdom. So at such a moment he says, That's what Khazal's that was their recommendation. And when we get to that feeling, and that, that feeling of uh, full control, Chazal say, make a bracha right now. Make the bracha sali kol tzarki. And that's what the uh, that's what this pasuk is all about. Hashem has placed everything under our feet, and indeed it could be dangerous to think that way. So therefore, one of the brachas that we make is shasli kol tzarki. That's the that's the uh, the antidote for us trying to not to feel any arrogance, any pride. Because even when we do have control, we should realize who is really in control ultimately. So. This is step number one. the first thought here in Kashman number 18 Avas is giving over to us that when a person has this feeling a, uh, a feeling of sorts that that the uh, he is in control and he feels that that's starting to swell up within him, he should put it into perspective who really is in control and how small he is and even the things that he has control over it's Shasly Koltzarki. Okay. Well, did the rabbi say a good night?